When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the bluest room in town. Yeah, they're actually funny and the best the sound. It is Blue Monday here on The Blue Room. Early start for me and Dave Downey today. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, might see us sipping coffee with bleary eyes because it is 8 in the morning. Uh, but Dave, we just couldn't wait, couldn't wait to get together and have a chat about yesterday uh, and the toffees. How are you doing today? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, you, you say um, it's, it's hard enough being this time of day on a Monday morning, but... Um... I think it's well allowed if anybody had a drink or two last night after that game with Chelsea. Yeah, I I took it easy yesterday. Not been very well in the week. Very sensible. Got home. Got you know, home in good time. Well, do you know what, mate? It was like obviously we met up in the Denby as we always do for post match. Um, and I saw you, and you came back in because the trains were off. So oh. how did you get home in the end? Uh well, thankfully my wife who doesn't listen to this, so I'm not going to talk her up too much. <laughs> Uh, she she came drove all the way into town for Formby and got me. Bless her. Wow, mate! It shows you real love when that yeah. happens. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she really must do. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, it was it was great. It was great in the Denver yesterday. Um, if you do want to watch us on YouTube, you want to see me and Dave looking bleary eyed, uh, and you need to listen to the podcast, do come over and give it a go. Uh, leave a comment, leave a rating, uh, all those sorts of things. It all helps with the algorithm, and yeah, we want as many people to listen to us as possible at the moment, because there's loads of games, and Everton are absolutely boss, they are flying, three wins in a week, no goals conceded, six scores, six scored even, uh, flying up towards those European places, um, just just amazing yesterday, wasn't it, Day? like just, I'm, I'm so I'm so happy this morning, like, didn't sleep great, just been out in the rain with the dog, and the win, got absolutely battered by the elements, but still got a, just a huge smile, because I just loved yesterday's game so much. That's it, mate. That, that's exactly why I think we do the Monday show, isn't it, really? 
especially after you've won a game, you, you're going to do what we've done with that. It makes you skip around the week, doesn't it, until the next one. Um, but yeah, it's been a fantastic week, hasn't it? To take, I mean, I'd love to somebody to do some statistics on this if they, if they want to, if they've got the time to, but when when's the last time we, we won three in a row? I mean, I, I, I think, think that... Be... Buckland suggested it was 2018 when when fans were allowed in the stadium, this was. Five five years ago then, yeah. basically. I'll double, I'll, double, I'll double check that now, but it's it's definitely around about that, yeah. It's uh, it's it's incredible, really. And um, you know, you know, I I look on that website, soccer base, all the time, which gives you the list of results, it gives you all the uh, details from any games that has, has gone. And um, when when you click on it, like obviously after what are we, at what stage are we at now? Sixteen games played. There's obviously a list, and you see it immediately because all the wins are in uh, in green. And when you look at Everton's, it's actually really proud. <laughs> you can see the the way it looks on it. And then I'm I'm looking at the lead table. I'm thinking. You know the issue with um with the ten points and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sick of mentioning it, but I still think it's 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 worth talking about because if we were not given that ten points, if some magical way we get it back from the appeal or whatever, we'd be three points behind Newcastle. Uh, if that was the case, if we still had the would ten points, we'd be part of like on. Blue Room European tours and you know getting yeah, flights made and everything, wouldn't we? It's a long, long time since we spoke about that sort of thing, wasn't it? When was it, Cuban? And just yeah. just very quickly, Dave, it was 2019, yeah. the last time we were three in a row without conceding. Chelsea 1 0 at home, West Ham 2 0 away, Arsenal 1 0 at home. It was that spell of games on the silver where we were playing really well? Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to mention him later, but yeah, go on. Oh, well, I mean, I think. I think... Go on, sorry. No, I, I was just going to say um, the fact that we haven't conceded either. It's um I know I know we said so almost it, it, it's we're saying it every single week about Brantwaite. Um I think I started crying last night because he's he's gonna miss he's gonna miss the game away at Burnley because he had he basically had one leg left in that game against Chelsea and just, just carried on anyway. I, I was really surprised when um when we made the substitution, but it was actually young that went off slightly injured, looked like a hamstring injury, something like that. When uh, Branthwaite went down, I was really worried. The angle at which his, his knee, I was thinking, please don't buckle. Um, and he was he was down for about five or six minutes whilst the, uh, the physios come on. And then it, it was remarkable how he, how he just got up. Looked like he just nodded at the bench. And still he still didn't look fit for the rest of the half. Um, and I was thinking, he's not going to be able here to, to carry on. Um, even when he was getting played the ball from uh, Pickford, when he you know when he likes to just roll it out to any of the defenders there when he's rolling it out to him I'm thinking he looks like he's about to just say to Pickford stop giving it to me and he's and he's stop kicking the ball I can't really run and then I wouldn't go as far as saying he shook it off but he was absolutely fine and it's 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 another tick in, in uh, well there's nothing left to tick with him really is there because he just he's he's absolutely everything the other thing that was really good as well I don't know if you watch anybody watched match of the day last night he came on. Um, first time I've heard him talk myself, and um, I was like, just that that sort of vague, Geordie accent. But obviously he's from Carlisle, so it's not quite at that level. It's quite a bizarre accent that he's got. But to hear him talk again, it's the maturity. And um, once again, that I can't stand is that when he showed up on the uh, match of the day. This is the second time this season they've analysed him. Um, I, I don't I don't think too much of uh, Michael Richards' analysis, but um, he. He was on it talking about him and, and you know the highlights on it to get in particular parts of the game which uh, show what he's done, what, what he's been better at and things. It was actually a really good piece that he put together, to be fair to him. 
But when that happens and, and Chappers are saying stuff about him and whoever pundits are on are saying stuff about him, I start getting really, really worried Round about that. for England, bandwagon starting to... Oh, absolutely. Is, is, he your player, is he your player of the weekend, by the way, Dave? No, um, I'm, okay. I'm sticking with mine. I'm sticking with mine. You, you'll know what I'm going to say because I think I've got the same one. I was going to say, he's going Mikalenko again. Mikalenko again, mate, yeah. I just... Um, it's hard. It's becoming more difficult to, to praise him. That I don't think there's enough words left to say what you think of how good he's been for us. Um, and and it just seems to go in his stride. <laughs> Excuse me. He's he he looks like it just doesn't bother him. When you see some players, um, when your teams in as a form of confidence, like ours does right now, playing at home, Goodison's roaring about all the things that we essentially needed for quite some time. Certainly on the Dyson. For a couple of years before that, certainly under Lampard. Um, aside from the big games where we needed to win to stay in the Premier League, um, he looked when he had to come on. I mean, let, let's not forget it was Benitez that signed him, and um, you know the less the better, saying that he was the he was the man that brought him in. But it's taken a long time for him to get to the situation where he is. I'm not I'm not too sure if it's well. It has been quite lucky that he's been maintained as as a left back there to actually get games at the time. I think a lot of people, including myself, you'd go back, I don't know, a year, 18 months, not expecting much from a left-back. Um, Bog-standard left-back, probably even less so. Many people would, if they're not even Everton fans, watched him. Um, and I think there's an irony to it, because we probably didn't sign an additional left-back because of the financial situation. I think definitely that he's one we would have changed uh, had we had a chance. But since then, by hook or by crook, the lad is playing at left-back. And it just looks like it looks like everything comes so easy to him at the moment. You look at him against um, against Chelsea, and I would have been really interested. And had and, and people have slighted me for this, but Mudrick is one of my favourite players aside from Everton because I think he's top class. He just it just hasn't cut cut for it. It just doesn't work for him at Chelsea for one reason or another. I would have loved to have seen him over that side against Mikhailenko because. Aside of how, how well he's playing, he is lightning quick. He's probably the quickest player in the Premier League, is Mudrick. Oh, but um, you're Mikhailenko has him off in Ukraine training all the time, Dave. <laughs> That's it. He's, um, he, I, I'd, just, I'd love to chat. Obviously, we can't these days, but I'd love to know um, how his Everton career has developed. Um, obviously, it's not as simple as just going from, oh, well, I'm playing better because we've got a manager that suits me better. Um, I'd, I'd just love to hear... The, the the progress that he's made on that side of the pitch on what he actually does um, and how confident I feel every time he's got it and that's that's more due to every single winger I've seen go up against him and I thought this when, when Raheem Sterling came on I thought this is another big test this is another step up that he needs to he needs to be able to do for them to not have any chances on scoring goal and again he's done it with all of the top players we've been against um, and I say quite a lot about Salah because it's hard for people to say, oh, he can't have done too good because he, Salah's gone and scored two goals in the derby. I had nothing to do with him. There was no fault by him, but he had him in his arse pocket for the rest of the game. But the same about anybody they throw at him at right back. I think as well that uh, he's there's, there's a real understanding, regardless of who's in front of him. Now, we've spoken about Harrison being up there with him. Um, we've we, we've criticised players um, like McNeil earlier this season who don't help him, who don't get back. Um, but even with that, it's, it's like there's two of them there because 
if he's got no one to track him back with him, he's on his own, he's got two or three players in and around him. He's really, really quick as well, which not many people speak about. And also feel that when he goes forward, it's at the right time. I, I think that there's um, the way he reads the game as well is something that not many people have um, specified when you, when you look at him. But yeah, he's comfortably my player of the week once again. Sorry to be bored on everyone. No, no, I think, it, I think you know, can't argue with it really. He's playing so well. But like, there are a few moments, like anyone who, who wasn't there yesterday or like has only seen the highlights, like there'll be there were moments in the game yesterday where they were like Chelsea like had opportunities to create big chances and he was like there to shut them down and like stop yeah. the pass yeah. before the pass that became a chance and like put me a little bit stretched and there were like two or three times in the second half in particular <laughs> like at our end where like he made the tackle like and then the, the play broke down and, like people were out to him like you know made a, a massive point to go over to him like say that was yeah. that was class. Um, so I think the players really appreciate him as well. And there's loads of that yesterday. You know, there was one where Decore, I think Shepard and Mudrick out right at the end. Yeah. Um, and like just for a goal kick, and like he just turned to the Gladys Street and just roared, like this visceral roar. And it was it was yeah. great. But um, my, my, my player of the weekend, maybe this is a bit to do with last week as well, just in general, um, is, is McNeil. And I think it's I think I can make make this case for the Forest game, obviously, and um for Newcastle, he was great as well. But I was just I was watching the highlights back and just thinking about the game as well, and it it, it sort of felt like neither team were creating anything. There's no real cutting edge from either side in the game, and I think his the way he skins Gallagher drives forward and plays that pass to Carvert Lewin is like the the clear moment of of class in the game that that opens yeah. up the, the chance for us to score. Like I know he doesn't end up getting a goal or an assist for it. But I think that moment, and I think the, the pass to Cavalier, I didn't realize how good it was until I, I watched it back. Like it's, it's yeah, absolutely yeah. pinpoint perfect, and like it, it, it's one of them where, like you know, I'm sure, I'm sure if the core had missed that chance, people would have been going, "Oh, Cavalier should have scored initially." But it's such a tight window for McNeil to play the pass to him. It's almost like it's, it's almost it's always going to be a hard chance where the keeper's right on top of Cavalier. Um, but I think McNeil's been such a difference maker this week. You know, you look at the big moments in in every game we've had. You know, at Forest, opening goal, Newcastle, opening goal, moments of, of brilliance to, and a pass to, to open the game up yesterday. Um, and, and I think you're right, there's probably times earlier in the season, I think, you know, we were speaking to Pete about this the other day, weren't we? Um, sort of saying we were probably in the, the the camp of people saying, well, maybe it's time to look at somebody else on the wing or... The worst person to be talking about, by the way. Oh, Pete absolutely loves him, doesn't he? Um, I mean, people who... But yeah, people want to see the Blue Room WhatsApp group at the moment. It's just constant voice notes from from Pete and music and Dwight McNeil to to a variety of Christmas songs. Um, yeah. We'll have to ask him can we put them on the end of the, the podcast as we get closer and closer <laughs> to get to an Christmas. album going. Yeah, but like yeah, I think he, he didn't look anywhere near fit did he at the start of the season, which you know, and maybe we kind of underestimated. Like, yeah. I, th- I think I think he's probably the one player I'd say actually. When you think about Dice and the way. He, he is with looking after players and injuries and stuff like that. He feels like the one player that maybe was rushed back into the team a little bit. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good point. I feel, like he, I feel like he keeps other players back, doesn't he? And like lets them get to like fully up to a match fit. I think I think you saw that with Anani yesterday. Like he came on, like he didn't really look rusty at all, did he? he Look like he was fit and ready to go straight away. Yeah. Whereas I think McNeil, maybe because we are so short of wingers, maybe because he doesn't fully trust Dan Juma. 
He came back on a Sheffield United, didn't he? In that two-two draw, and he looked absolutely miles off it. And it's just taken him yeah. a bit of time to, to get up to, to full fitness again. But now he's he's playing playing really well again. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, there's a rhythm to how he plays as well. I mean, I know I mentioned Michalenko not necessarily having someone up that, who goes up and down and I think when I watch McNeil, the I, I think he's just supposed to be left really to play how he likes. Um, he, he does like to go across field. There's a couple of times when he picks up the ball on the left hand side, and he's happy to go right across the midfield and end up um, teaming up with whoever's on the right hand side. Like Ashley Young against um, against Forest last week, he was doing stuff like that, and I, I think it's unpredictable as well. I think that's why um, other, other players will won't like playing up against him. I think the fitness point you made, I think that's one that critics critics of him, i.e. me, for quite some time, was thinking that well. What what's the point in him being on the getting a game first of all? Well, that's because we haven't got a, a big squad at the time, a left footed uh, winger as well. That's something that we don't we don't have a lot a lot of. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. I think I think Dice Dice had some. I mean, I've been praising him a lot now, obviously because we've just gone one three on a spin and everything he's done sub wise and things like that has has really mattered. It's got. It, it certainly put him up in um, in my expectations every single week since he's uh, since we started that this ridiculous run after the deductions. But with, with him as well, there's there's a consistency from what he actually does. I think that there's an end product from what he does, Matt. Whether he, it's an assist, whether it's a shot on goal, um, and like going back to what you said there about him with Calvert Lewin, that that pass has to be you said pinpoint there the weight of the ball through as well. It can't be. Even slightly faster or, or slightly slower towards. It's like a, it's like a Hamas Rodriguez pass, isn't it? Becomes out and absolutely destroys his legs. Because if you see him when we actually scored, he, he's on the floor in agony when we scored the goal. Um, and then when it comes out to the core, that's him. That that's began from McNeil and uh, Peter McFarlane again, who we, we mentioned, who's just absolutely adores the lad. He's saying, oh, he's got another assist there. And we're laughing and joking about it, saying it wasn't an assist because he put it through and then there was another shot for the core to score the goal. But there's a real consistency from him there, Matt. And, you know, if you're looking at somebody who who's going to apply an assist across, he, every single part, every facet of his, the way he plays now, there's a real consistency and confidence about him. And I remember when we initially signed him, was like, we paid 20 million for a fellow who at Burnley. Was wouldn't even class as his best player at Burnley, and then you start thinking about Sean Dice. You think he's got him, Tarkovsky, Keane, 
you're thinking, what are we doing going like Burnley again? Because obviously they went down when he was there last, when he got sacked. Um, it takes some bottle to do that, I think, Matt, as well, to just keep to keep playing somebody who, who, who was criticised quite a lot by us, which it was. And it's starting to pay dividends now. Yeah, I don't know if you, you caught me saying it, thanks, my connection went a bit funny, but I said the pass was like a Rodriguez pass, wasn't it? Like, weighted perfectly, like, in, in the in the little space. It reminded me a little bit of the ones he used to play. Yeah. Um, but no, Rodriguez, like it, I, in the, Rodriguez in the derby when it was COVID. Yeah, yeah, very, it was quite similar to that, wasn't it, actually? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. A little, little one in behind, but but no. Um, and none of us have mentioned Lewis Dobbin either, really, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is mad. Yeah, you what, know, what, a, what a moment for him. Um Listen, I don't know what, what he's going to go on to do at Everton or whether he's, he's going to have a long-term career here, but always having that moment and, and those pictures of his face will, will be fantastic. But yeah. um, just just talking about the game a little bit, Dave, as well. Like I've been thinking a lot about what you said on um, post-match yesterday. You asked sort of you know, Mimos, Keith and Connor about whether you think whether you thought we'd um, have gone on this run without the points deduction. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's a really interesting question. And I got I, when I was when I was walking the dog this morning, I was thinking back to that Monday show we did after the United game, and we saw. I, I think that day it was it was kind of like it, it was a bit of a ton of bricks on us all, wasn't it? After you know the, all the yeah. rallying that week and after the deduction and like talk about the atmosphere and building it up and like we sort of I think we sort of went through on the show and we kind of went through all the reasons why this points deduction might actually be really bad for us, and it was very downbeat and. We said, well, you know, the players might be down in the dumps at losing points that, you know, not, have nothing to do with them. And the back down in the relegation zone, you know, tough run of fixtures coming up, December, heavy schedule, all these things, all these reasons to be down in the dumps. I mean, bloody hell, like the way in which they put all that aside has been has been so impressive, hasn't it? Because that, that 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 could have happened. They could have they could have gone into that mindset. It would have been very easy for them to to slip back a little bit and and you know have you know have that big knock. Um, with the points deduction, had another one with the United game and just sort of, you know, backslide towards a bit of a relegation zone. The relegation zone and take a few weeks to recover from this. But you know, we've, we've got we've got nearly all those points back in a week <laughs> since since then. It's yeah, been, one point. Yeah, but it's been an amazing response, and I think like the the managers deserve so much credit. I think and like that sort of you know I know we don't talk too much into too much depth about things on on this show necessarily, but. Like I think that's where I sort of wanted to focus that this middle part of the, the podcast that he he deserves so much credit. Like and I've, I've doubted, I've had massive doubts about him this season. I've doubts about him at the end of last season. Um, I'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat that. But for for this situation we're in now, you know the crisis that we could have potentially been in. I think that the way in which he's kept everybody level headed, the way in which he's he's spoken in his press conferences. Um, it's been it's been absolutely perfect. And obviously, whatever he's doing behind the scenes, which you know we don't know too much about is all working great as well so Sean Dyche fair play done an unbelievable job I think in, in the last few weeks so I think when you look at the 11 months as a whole as well when you think he came in after you know you think back to that Southampton game under Lampard you think back to the, the Brighton 4-1 at home and losing at West Ham so meekly in the situation we were in you know selling Gordon not bringing anyone in Um, to, to get Everton now where they are playing like this beating you know Newcastle and Chelsea in the space of four days, recovering from points deductions. Um, he deserves so much credit, I think. Yeah, I, I think. Look, when you said that, you're not going to sugarcoat it. I remember when we first got him in, I was like, "What on earth are we playing at here?" Um, Lampard itself. Uh, I, again, I'll openly admit that when he came in, I thought this is going to be great. This 
we've got a young up and coming manager who wants to prove himself. You look at what he did at Derby County. Um, he was unlucky at Chelsea in his in the first days that he had with them. I thought this is perfect for somebody like Frank Lampard. And then when he got sacked, which we that double headed against Bournemouth that week last year, um, that was the time he should have gone, and he wasn't. It was a the long break before we come back after the well, the so called winter break, and then uh, it it simply felt like we we let go of him too late. When you look at that league table at the time, when it was Dice, um. I'm I'm trying to think back to I I felt quite passionate that it really shouldn't have been him that came in and then I think if you, you don't you wouldn't have to dig far below the surface to think well hang on a minute what are we actually aiming to do and I think a lot of a lot of people again myself wanted the manager in that played some sort of decent football and obviously that's not ahead of the actual points that we needed to get to stay in the Premier League I mean you, you think of that win against Arsenal on his first game um. You compare that to now, it was very dice-like then, and he'd only been in the club about a few days. So the consistency he's put in then is, is, is brilliant. And I think what you mentioned there, we, we are such an enigma of a club that if there was a side, I've had, I've had a couple of friends from work who've uh, fans of different clubs have said to me, you know, the, 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 I think it's been something that's been spoken about too often in how poor the three sides that got promoted to this season. And if there's a, I think it's a cliche now. Oh, if, if if there's a time for this to happen, it's right now because Burnley, Sheffield United and Luton are all crap when they came up. Still to have 10 points taken away from you, mate. That, that, that's a that's a big step that you've got to take that in terms of everything oh, that goes should around. We, should we look at that the right way? Should we not be saying, should we not be fuming? Like, well, we could be pushing for a European place. Like, oh, genuinely, like that, that's that's what I'm thinking. I was like, it's, forget about all the, the staying up and stuff like that. It's like, this team could be on the fringes of, you know, because it, it'll go down and have a place this year, won't it? Because the extra slot, I think there's five. Yeah, we've got to So, like, yeah. we're, we're sitting there, like, in the quarter. If that if those 10, 10 points had been on, we would have been on the fringes of a European place and in the quarter-final of the League Cup. Like, yeah. considering where we were at the end, of, like that that's in- absolutely incredible when you think about where we were at the end of last season. But where it's a um, little bit of devil's advocate, do you still think we'd have won the games that we have? Um, I know I mentioned this on post-match, and I, think, I hope people give us answers on that as well when they, uh, when they listen to it. But the devil's advocate that I play there is, with it being Everton, with it being the mentality we've needed to get to where we are right now, Given the teams that we play, given what we've had to do, um, again the way we play, um, I don't think there's anybody who particularly is bothered about how we play. It's just the results now, given how desperate we need to be to stay in the league. What I think where I disagree with you is that I don't think we'd have that level of attitude we've got now. I don't think we'd have the way in which we played. I think the performances, the way in which we play from Dice, should be really different to what we see now because it's. Get the three points, simple as whatever way it takes to get the three points. I think Dice that said that himself yesterday. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't foresee that we'd be winning these games at a canter like we have done in the last week or so because it's a much more comfortable season. You know, the you, thing, you think... the thing I'd say about that, sorry to interrupt you, is that yeah, you were playing well before the deduction as well. Like it's not, it's not like all of a sudden they've started playing well after like the. I mean, home form has probably gone up a level, hasn't it? Like that, that's that's where the big difference has. But was it before the point seduction we'd won six out of nine anyway? Like it, it's not as if yeah. like it's it's kicked the te- it's it's not like the, this deduction has like kicked a, a dying football team into life. Like this this was a, a solid team doing well before then anyway. 
No, and that, I, I agree with that because you, you look at we spoke about this quite a bit. I think in in terms of you you couldn't really get anybody better as a manager than Sean Dice, which again me completely being the opposite. I think many fans would be near a year ago when he first came in. You'd be like, oh, is this what Everton have got to be like? We've got to restart everything, and then we'll go around the whole rigmarole of then having to get another manager after this guy. Probably when he keeps us up, he's got a short term contract, um, which again is a, probably a, a decent discussion to have. In the new year, because his contract finishes at the end in the summer, doesn't it? So, might have to, be, be, might have to watch Man United trying to get him. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's it. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's his stock has definitely gone up. Um, it'd it be interesting what, what sort of deal he gets as well. Um, because we in the past we've been notorious for giving people like four or five year contracts and then it just falls apart. So, um, yeah, I, I just going back to what I was saying there about um, where we'd be. If we hadn't been deducted those those points, that the, the only reason is I think it's a, Everton are at the best when there's an injustice against us. Um, you look at that in games as well. If you just put it in a nutshell of, of a ninety minute game, if a foul at the wrong time, Michael Oliver was, was ridiculously poor yesterday too. I think that when that happens, Goodison tends to be at his best. Uh, when you see someone double footed or something like that, and they don't get sent off. That, that sort of thing it just, again, gets us all into a different position of mentality uh, watching our team. Um, what we, I think we'd be up to eighth if we had the 10 points as well, Matt. Would that likely be a European position this season with the extra Champions League place and the European Conference as well? Um, it'd be, it would be interesting to see it in the sort of sliding doors moment for that. And look at what you're saying there. It's a, it's a real compliment of what Dice has done. Behind the scenes stuff as well. I mean, <laughs> I often look at our bench and because it sort of when I was properly getting into football in, in like the mid nineties, and and then towards the end, towards up to the two thousands, I Ian Wold at Forest, I always remember quite well. He's quite a tall, skinny lad, um, but he could knock himself about as well. And also at Forest, and then late latterly at a a Villa with Steve Stone as well. I know Steve Stone always seemed to be a nemesis against us. I remember he beat us in the FA Cup. Uh, in the last 16, this must be either late 99, 2000, 2001, something like that. And he scored a winner against us in the FA Cup. And I remember absolutely fuming that fella. I'll tell you quite a little funny story quite quickly as well. But I used to have my season ticket in the paddock, on the front row of the paddock. And you know the way you just did some of the most ridiculous shouts when you did the game? He was number 26 at Aston Villa. And he would come over to take a throwing, and some fella behind me said, "Hey, Steve, is that your weight on the back of your shirt? <laughs> Twenty-six stone." And then I, I always remember that, you know, oh, when people great. ask that question. Um, but yes, seeing them as the, the team, they've got, <laughs> they're always in Dice's face as well, aren't they? Always trying to these conversations and stuff. And, and again, something else you'd love to be a fly on the wall about, and how they how they sort these things out and things, because Dice seems to refer to them a hell of a lot. He seems to be talking about them a lot. No idea why they've got microphones on either, because you never find out who's actually listening to that sort of thing. Because it's certainly not Dice who's standing next to them. But yeah, with with the with with the level of form we've got now, you start feeling more confident. Look at yourself, mate. When 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 do we get up this early and, and start talking with a smile? Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It it has such of an impact on on your on your day, your week, how you're feeling, and stuff like that. Um, it's it's it feels like an Everton of all this backs against the wall and doing all those cliches. Um, and and it feels like you know we're going to Burnley away in the in the coming weekend, which um, you know that if if you go there and win that, I'll start feeling 
a lot more confident about what we're doing because then I do think that the three below us are going to be really struggling, regardless of the fact they've got Wilder back at Sheffield United. They'll have a little kick. But then I'll start thinking we can we can climb this league table regardless of if we get them points back on the appeal. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's weird that game next weekend. Like, it, it felt like huge like a couple of weeks ago, but like not, I'm not saying the, the pressure's off in it, but it, you know, a, a draw's fine, isn't it? Now, like the, we can't go into the bottom three, can we? Now, yeah, like I mean, I, I'm expecting us to go there and win, but like if we go there and draw, it's not like you know, big opportunity missed there to put one in our our rivals, like because yeah. you know, but but you know, listen, I, I I do expect us to go there and win, but um, no, he's, he's done he's done incredible, the manager. Uh, fair play to him. Uh, go oh, wrap up there. Just on, just on the other stat there about going away from home. Another crazy one is where the only team that's gone and beat. Aston Villa away in the last 19 games. Yeah. Uh, when we did in the League Cup. And if people are saying, oh, well, it's in the League Cup, go and look at the team they put out because that was that was still their best team that played against us. Yeah. Um, if we went there now, it's fancy just to go to draw. Even though, well, no, I'm, no, 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 I'm not going that far, mate. They're on the electric side when you I'm, go I'm, away. I'm, I'm bullish this morning. Bring, bring anyone on. That's <laughs> City on the 27th with, with our three goalies on the bench and... You've been skipping around the rain this morning, have you? With the oh dog? yeah, I'm 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 on a I'm on a high today, Dave. I, actually, <laughs> I, just, I just loved yesterday, like you know the low the low sun at Goodison Park, like you know, I'm not, it's been a while since we've had one like that. You know, stood there for twenty minutes with me I'm doing my eyes trying to yeah 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 trying yeah. to shoot. Like it was just a, it was just a boss day, like and just seeing a team of whinge bags like them and you know. Class class from the football club, by the way. You put on the um, food banks. So, um, yeah. Logo up on the screen whenever those divvies were singing "Feed the Scousers." You know, I, I I hope anyone who was singing that and then looked up at the screen right next to the away and the saw that felt like an absolute dickhead because because they should. It's it's listen and and people were like, oh, we told can't have banter in football anymore. You know, singing about people not being able to eat at this time of year is not funny. It's it's not banter. Yeah. Just 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 knock it on the head. It's it's absolutely embarrassing. It's like when you hear the um, you start hearing the Christmas song, you start thinking, yeah, that's where yeah. people come to Goodison and start singing that exact thing about it. Is seconds it... they start to sing in it. Mate, I put it, and Joe, your colleague Joe Thomas put it out uh, last week. I think it was against United, yeah. and I, I put Mark on Twitter, same as him. And the amount of people, even even Everton fans, replying saying, "Oh, it's just a bit of banter. It's always happened," and things like that. I just just hate that stereotype. It becomes more and more annoying. And then one one United fan was was actually agreeing with what I said, and they were like, well, "Look what look what Rashford and Rashford's having a terrible time at United at the moment, playing wise. Look what he does away from football. He 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 works in a hell of a lot of community uh, things that's going on there. 
and we do this. It's it's a second nature to us um, to do this sort of thing with Everton in the community and things like that. So when you do see it on that screen, yes, I know the intention is to try and get everybody kicking off our fans to be really annoyed by them doing it. And I think it's just a shame the people singing it. But to be honest, no, it is. And and you think the think of the years that we that it's been happening against us. And look, if you had anybody from any of the club listen to this, they'd be like. This is boss because this is why we do it to get people kicking off about it and moaning about it and mentioning it. Then we'll keep doing it and we'll do it more and more. But it's um, given society these days, mate. Given the way the country's run and everybody else, it's really embarrassing. I bet you that look at Chelsea's from going down to to London. I'm not going to stereotype every single person that supports Chelsea, but they're from a more um, substantial place, shall we say, a higher. Privilege. Uh, financial. Yeah, privilege, yeah, exactly right. But then when you had United coming over and doing it, mate, that's what really that's what really is a kick in the teeth because I know plenty of United fans. The guy you interviewed, Jay Moss, said as well, just brilliant lads yeah. who, who exactly refer to what we do as a, as a club that they like. They like Liverpool as well, which is in the same boat as us. Um, yeah, it, 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 I suppose it's actually, in, in terms of society, it's, it's an interesting comparison, really, to look at these clubs that come to... Come to Goodison, but I don't want to spend too much time on that. Like you say, no, like, like just, just, it. just, just, just it's the last hard thing. To see. Just the last thing I'd say on it is like, if you're, you're an opposition fan and you're listening to this or watching this and thinking this winds Everton fans or Liverpool fans up, it doesn't really. It's just weird. Yeah. It's just it's it's just so weird to go to a football match and mm-hmm. sing about people yeah. in poverty not being able to afford to buy food at this time of year. It's just a mad thing to sing about. Like there is loads to take the piss out of Everton for. Like there are so many things. You, like if I was an opposition fan looking at us, that I could wind, or try and wind us up about. You know the points deduction, you know, whatever you want to think of. There is there is loads of things. If we if we be honest, be, you know, try and be try and not strip it all away. Like we every football club's got things that the you know they can take the piss out of. For you know, look across the park, we've got loads we can take the piss out of them for. They probably think the same about us. You don't need to sing about people not being able to eat. You know, be more creative. You absolute dickheads. Um, and that's all. That's all I'll say about it. Yeah, um, yeah. very quickly, Dave, because we're on a bit of a tough time today. Uh, we do this every week, Matt. We always go on for longer. <laughs> well, no, today it needs needs to be done. Five minutes. Five minutes to go through our uh, other football moments of the weekend. Uh, I've got two, which caught my eye. Uh, Bayern Munich lost 5-1 on Saturday to Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that. That was a, a pretty remarkable result. Um, and Leverkusen are still flying. Xabi Alonso is doing a great job with, the, with them. Yeah, They're uh, still undefeated in the top of the Bundesliga. Uh, and in Spain as well. I think I mentioned these a couple of weeks ago, but Girona. I think they, they, had, they had the game yesterday, which I think people sort of thought, well, this is all going to start tumbling down. Now they went, they went to Barcelona. They won 4-2 Amazing. to go back to the top yeah. of the league. Uh, they've only lost once all season. Um, and it, it's looking a bit like a, a Leicester City story over there. So, absolutely amazing. Oh, and Bellingham scored again. He's got 16 and 18 now in, in, for Real Ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the show in itself, isn't it? What he's gone and done is astonishing. You've got Sharona above you when, when you've got him in field. And he's, what, 20 years old? He's gone and done that. Yeah. You think of how, how momentous that, that sort of thing to do over in the league it is. I hope it sticks around. Reminds me a little bit of years ago when Sociedad went and won the league. Um, when when it was in the peak days of either Barcelona or Real Madrid, um, my one, um, again, mate, you're you're, you're a connoisseur of uh, European football, aren't you? Um, my one is getting back to the Premier League, and it was Fulham. It well, it has been Fulham. It's been a bit of a story in the last couple of weeks. Ten nil um, in the last two home games. Yeah, five five nil five nil. Uh, Forest he did us did us a favour with 
and uh, West Ham as well, which is quite uh, quite astonishing against West Ham and Amoy side going away and losing 5 0. Um, but in particular, in that game, the goal of the game, if anybody hasn't watched it yet, and again, he's not going to be somebody who's too popular given where he started his career, but Harry Wilson scores one of the best goals I've seen. Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying all season long because of the one that happened against us after two minutes, but it's an absolute peach of a goal that puts them 1 0. Um, and then also, I, I love, I, I say love him. I used to be um, a big fan of William as well. Um, he, 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 I mean, how old is he now? He's, he's in oh, his third. He's 35. He's been absolutely incredible for them, hasn't he? It's such That's a good signing. I mean. you, you, you watch him play, and I think, you know, you'd be forgiven to think he's in his mid 20s. He's really, really quick, full of tricks. Um, he, he's got a cross on the ball, he's got everything he wants on a winger. Um, and the other one again, I might get slated for seeing a Wolby in, in in a decent position because um, I think he's a bit marmite, wasn't he, when he was at us? You look at him now and um, he's getting a, a level of consistency. And finally, it's our old mate, Marco Silva, seeing his interview after it on Match of the Day. He was actually smiling. I don't think we've <laughs> ever seen that before. He actually yeah. smiled at winning a 5 0 game. Um, so, yeah, Fulham are my pick of the week. Um, and yet, yeah, the, the really interesting side now. I think, and just you know, in, in terms of the league itself, and, and everyone's banging on about how the top six looks now. It looks like it's very mixed up and things. And are Aston Villa going to be involved in the title race? I'll go as far as saying absolutely. You know, I don't think Villa are going to stick there too long. Top four, probably. Um, but it, the rest of the league as well is really, really interesting. And we keep kicking on like this, mate. I'm not talking about Europe or anything like we've mentioned. But mid-table are being one hell of a season forever. And, you know, this won't be the last season of Goodison, will it? Because next no. season will. Might be the last full season. But... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and you think back on that, you think, where's, where, where would the last story, where's the legacy begin at Goodison Park? And I think it's certainly finished towards still staying in the Premier League, given everything that's been thrown against us. Good stuff, yeah. Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, I also enjoyed McAtee's goal for um, Sheffield United. That was a beautiful finish. That if you saw, it really one. was. Yeah, yeah I, was, I wasn't very, happy with that at all. I wasn't happy with it, but it was just a beautiful goal. Like very, very yeah. loopy, the loopiest goal I've seen for a long time. Uh, but we'll we'll wrap it up there. Uh, loads coming from us this week. Uh, subs weekly, weekly weekend preview, mailbag, all sorts going on as we build up to that game against Burnley on Saturday at R five. Cheers to Dave. Uh, if you watch us on YouTube. Uh, Give us a like, give us a comment, listen to us on the podcast, do leave a review, do leave a rating, it all helps. Up the toppies, and we'll catch you all very soon here on the video. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.